Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. Philip Wolf is a recognized cannabis pioneer in Cash OM who elegantly guides people through the myriad positive properties of cannabis and the art of pairing it with food. This new level of connoisseurship developed by him empowers individuals to identify aspects that allow them to safely and consciously consume cannabis, therefore enhancing everyday life experiences. He's a 11-year legal cannabis industry veteran who started out opening medical dispensaries in 2009. Since then, he founded Cultivating Spirits and co-founded the Cannabis Wedding Expo in Denver, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, and Toronto. His focus to bridge the gap between mainstream America and cannabis through experience and lifestyle. Hi, I'm Wendy Yates, and today I get to speak to Philip Wolf. Um, Phil, I'd love to just dive right in and have you tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about what you do. Great. Fantastic. Wendy, it's such a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for uh, allowing me to, you know, share my voice with all of your listeners. Gosh, man, you know, this um, journey that we're all on and, um, you know, our worlds and what we're doing, there's so many lenses that we can look at it in, in my opinion. And, you know, what's really present with me right now is... Um, you know, my work in the cannabis industry, you know, and um, I believe that um, cannabis can really um, change people. You know, I really think it has the ability to be able to be used in a mindful way, which can enhance people's life. And so I feel like through cannabis hospitality, we have the opportunity to help shape people's relationship with cannabis and to be more of a mindful one. And I think if they have that mindful relationship with it, it can really bring a lot to people's lives for those who choose. And so um, I'm really deep in my my businesses that I started, one being Cultivating Spirits, um, which we do these private cannabis pairing dinners and have been for seven years and is recognized as the first company in the United States to offer cannabis dinners to the public. Um, and the Cannabis Wedding Expo, which is a, um, it, it's a, it's a boutique expo where we sell booth spaces to brands to showcase their services or their products to brides and grooms or um, event producers, essentially. And um, for me, that's an advocacy of you know, cannabis can be accepted at a wedding. It can be accepted anywhere in the world, in, in my opinion. And so that's something that really helped drive that messaging. And now I'm currently working on an educational series, kind of like a masterclass series around cannabis and the stewardship and service of it. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm deep into it. And um, and I know you understand my nonprofit component that I work on too with Hispaniola Health Partners and, um, you know, building a medical clinic in, in Southeast Haiti, Haiti a couple of years ago. So, um, gosh, I feel like there's so much more of me than that, but you know, that's, um, that's, um, you know, my, I get to live my passions through my work every day. And that's something I'm so grateful for. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you're very diversified just within, I mean, in, in many areas, but also, you know, a pioneer really, I think in the cannabis space with, um, you know, I'll just go back to the cultivating spirits. Um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about how that idea came about and, you know, it was, you know, kind of an early, early onset before, um, cannabis was even starting to be legalized, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, we, you know, first off, I mean, I'm just so blessed. I mean, to be a young 20 year old at the turn of legalization in Colorado, you know, I mean, I definitely was, um, you know, took advantage of an opportunity that was right in front of me and, and, um, started becoming curious, you know, that's what really led me to cultivating spirits was curiosity of how we could tap into mainstream America, you know, at the onset of legalization, um, we were, you know, the question was, how can we tap into the soccer mom, you know? 
how can we get the soccer mom to consume cannabis? And um, if they choose to, or just accept it more so, you know? And um, and I was at a wine tasting um, in Barcelona, actually, a few weeks before the legal marketplace opened up. And I was sitting at this dinner and I was like, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you drink wine or not, you want to be sitting at this dinner table right now. So I was wanting to recreate kind of wine style cannabis experiences. And that's when the seed was planted for me for cultivating spirits at the time. And I was actually involved with um, a number of other businesses with the holding company I was working with um, at the time. And I pitched this idea to them and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So I walked away from equity in multiple um, companies because I felt like this was a way to make more of an impact. And for me, that's what drives me in life is, is to make an impact. You know, I was um, a very successful cultivator for a number of years in the medical market in Colorado. And I was making really good money, um, you know, living up in the mountains of Colorado, which you're very familiar with and, um, you know, snowboarding and living that life and, and had a wonderful partner at the time, um, intimate partner. And uh, for whatever reason, I just wasn't as fulfilled in life as I thought I should be. And that came from a place that I guess I felt a need to make more of an impact in this world. And going down the opportunity of cultivating spirits allowed me to do so. Yeah, it's very innovative and very innovative for its time and still even now. And so what do you think um, that you, what, what would be like the top bullet points you would share with someone listening right now that might be a little bit closed-minded to cannabis or not understand what are the benefits? How can it make a difference in the world? Mm, yeah, gosh, man. Well, a couple <laughs> bullet points. I mean, I could talk about this for days, but. <laughs> the, the, the short, the short version. <laughs> You know, you know, the one thing that I would say to someone who might not um, necessarily approve of cannabis per se is that, um, you know, we are really trying to put health into our own hands. I think that's become a very um, you know, commonplace in recent years of wellness, right? And putting wellness into our own hands. And a lot of the wellness options that have been put out there for the last 150 years, um, since really the pharmaceutical, um, you know, since pharmaceutical companies really started driving healthcare, um, it really limited us into understanding how we could take care of our own bodies and what's right for our own bodies. And what cannabis is, is, is a plant medicine. And it is a plant medicine that you can use to cure health problems, but it's also a plant medicine that you can use for lifestyle purpose. And this is where I feel like you need to actually describe what a medicine is. And in the United States, we look at medicines as curing a sickness. And to me, that's not the right framework to look at it. To me, um, and if you look at more of Eastern philosophies around health, you know, it's everything that comes into your body and everything that's encompassing your mind and your body and your spirit for that matter. And so um, I, I use cannabis personally for more of a therapeutic purpose, whether it is to help with my mental health or just general upkeep with my body, because we do have an endocannabinoid system and the cannabinoids that are within cannabis affect these energetical points to your body. And now this is um, science now that we're getting into. And so while I don't know exactly what it's a 
affecting me on the physical level. I understand whenever I consume cannabis, um, you know, minimally, but you know, I pretty much consume daily. Um, I just feel healthy all the time, you know, and I, and, and knock on wood, you know, I don't ever take farm. I don't ever take pharmaceutical medicine. You know, I don't ever take pills and I don't think pills are bad by any means, but for me, they're not as resonant with my body and plant medicines are. And so, um, you know, for me, it's to people who are kind of doubters and, and about cannabis, it's, you know, a res- maybe to come and find a respect for people and how they want to take care of their body. And cannabis isn't for everybody. Absolutely not. But it does definitely serve a purpose for people. And if you don't believe that, then maybe open up conversations with people, maybe watch some of the videos of kids with seizures, you know, taking cannabis oil and, and stopping their seizure, you know, it does have a purpose. And that purpose should be respected, in my opinion, for those who choose to use it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that um, I, I think that the younger generations too, or generations coming are more open minded. Um, and I think that's a openness to society, right? We're able to connect more, learn more and not get so trapped in a bubble, although there's still a huge space for improvement in that area, of course. So, um, mm-hmm. so the educational um, aspect of it, I think is huge. You know, it, what you just talked about is um, the medical and science side of it is so important for people to know about whether they want to choose to accept cannabis into their lifestyle of being open-minded um, to accepting mm-hmm. people how, how they are and holding space for people for what they need. Um, yeah. And so what, it, how, so I'm very excited to hear how your plans are to launch this educational side of it. And sort of, I know you, you said you just started it. So maybe you could share a little bit about what the goals are going to be and how you're going to implement that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm just starting it, but I've actually feel like I've been on this mission for like seven years now <laughs> with this program. And um, I got to invest a lot of time during COVID of writing content and, and everything for this. And um, it's really been a journey um, creating this. You know, I thought it was going to be one time, one thing, and, and it shifted multiple times into what it's going to be. But what our goals are is to change people's relationship to cannabis. That is our goal by creating this. And I believe that people had more awareness around the plant and how that plant can benefit them in a, almost a limitless way. And I say limitless because so much of the way that cannabis is going to affect you is based on the person's mind and body. And, and it can enhance, you know, their, um, you know, it can enhance so many aspects of life. So depending on your imagination or where you want it to take you within your own creative work or the creative purpose of your using cannabis, it really can give you thoughts and open up consciousness in a way that can um, allow you to think differently. And, and so, um, my goal is to change people's relationship to cannabis, because I feel like if people were more aware about the plant, then, um, when they use it they would actually become more in touch with themselves. And I believe if people become more in touch with themselves, then they're going to become more in touch with the outside world around them. And I think for us to be able to have more awareness around ourselves and around all life that's around us, I believe the world would be a better place. So this is absolutely my goal to use with cannabis. Um, and, and, um, you know, my niche, if you will, to try and help the world. And so, so that's our goals of what we're doing. And, um, you know, the way that we're going to execute this is essentially creating a cannabis masterclass series for consumers and create very digestible, gamified, um, short bursts of content for people to listen to, um, you know, during their workouts or during their jogs, or actually give them an environment where they could really go into deep study with it. But for, to give people a library of content for them to choose 
choose from at a very cheap rate um, so they can understand more about the plant and how that could affect them and how they could, um, you know, benefit their experience by using it and, and use it to not take away from it. Improper usage of it or mindless usage of it, it can deteriorate from your life. You know, it's just like anything, um, you know, if we abuse it, if we use it in the wrong context, it can take away from, from you, whether you realize it or not. The nice thing about cannabis is it's just not as high consequence as saying um, abusing of alcohol or abusing of other substances, um, you know, or even abusing food for that matter. And so that's the nice part about cannabis is it's not as high consequence. Awesome. I'm going to look so forward to seeing the education side of it because I myself don't have a lot of knowledge of the cannabis industry. I'm a, a totally open-minded person. Um, you know what I mean? So from that perspective, just having a resource to really um, find out more education and just how it can also help other people. I'm going to be really looking forward to seeing um, what you put out with that. I want to cover um, mm-hmm. sort of also a little bit since you did talk about mentioned the beginning, the cannabis wedding expo. I just want to be able to share mm-hmm. with the listeners, you know, I think that also is very innovative um, and interesting and a little bit about how that comes about, how that works. If there was anyone out there that would want to get involved and um, if you could share a little bit about the process of building out the expo, maybe not the process, but you know, that's just <laughs> what, the, yeah. what the intention are, how, how people can find out about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, cannabisweddingexpo.com. Um, you can also look that up on Instagram, Facebook, and you can easily find us there. The the amazing part about the Cannabis Wedding Expo, it's a very approachable event for someone who might not have ever immersed themselves in cannabis culture or going to a cannabis event. And so um, we have everything from, um, you know, traditional wedding service providers and wedding products that are just cannabis friendly. So, you know, venues, transportation services, floral designers, caterers, and stuff like that. But then we also have a lot of really um, unique service providers that can help with consumption of cannabis on site. So whether it's a bud bar or cannabis infusions or cannabis decor that people will have, um, obviously a lot of unique smoking devices, um, you know, edible companies and, um, you know, dispensaries who want to, you know, market themselves to the demographic that we bring in. And it's also you know, as much as it is an expo, we, we consider ourselves a boutique expo. So it, it's small, it's, you know, 50 to 60 vendors, we're 500 people. And so it doesn't give you an overwhelming feeling when you walk in, it's very inviting. Um, the booths that we do are more like tabletop booths opposed to like big 10 by 10 booths where you actually feel like you're stepping into someone's home, you know, and, and that can be scary for someone who's not used to this culture. And so um, while there's nothing to fear about the cannabis culture, it is just something that's different because we've had, um, you know, prohibition of this plant for 90 something years, you know, and um, because of that, there's been a lot of, um, you know, stigmatization that's gone around it of, you know, it being, you know, this illegal dark substance, or, you know, if I go to a cannabis event, it's like, am I going to get arrested or something? I don't know, you know, (laughs) through people's minds, which is understandable because of the multi-generations of the stigmatization that's gone around it. And so, um, We are going to be in Denver um, on um, October 10th, and we're going to be in Vegas on August 29th. And those will be our first shows back from COVID. So these are actually our 15th and 16th shows that we've done over the past five years. Um, But this will be our first one um, since, you know, COVID shut everything down. And I just encourage people to come out um, to, you know, not only see some of these innovative brands. I mean, you want to talk about some, um, you want to talk about some brilliant minds. I mean, you should see what some of these companies that people are putting together and the imagination behind them. It's truly remarkable. 
remarkable, but it's also, uh, it's also just a fun time. You know, we have, um, live music. We have, um, you know, free food that the caterers provide. We have photo booths. Sometimes we have performing arts that are going on. We have like, uh, we have a wandering fashion show that's there. Um, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other fun aspects that we have. It's kind of different, um, you know, from market to market, depending on what types of service providers there are. But, you know, in Vegas, we've had like, you know, ski ball machines and stilt walkers and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's truly um, a great time to come out for an hour and a half and check out all the companies and enjoy some of the event aspects of it. And, and it's awesome. only food, So it's like, I swear with what all the free stuff you get and food and everything, you're actually <laughs> making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds amazing. I can't wait to come, come check one out soon. So you're just, you're just like moving and shaking in this industry. And one of the things that I always talk about with um, people that ask me, why am I so driven, you know, or when we talk about things like fear, it's not for me that I'm not afraid of doing stuff. I just do it anyways, because whatever it is I want to achieve is more important to me than, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that could hold me back. And you, yeah. you took a different um, spin on that mindset of being unafraid. So I, I know that social entrepreneurs, any entrepreneur out there has fear to overcome and things that hold them back. And it can be fear of money, fear of, you know, failure, whatever the words are, but really um, I'd love for you to share how you use the unafraid mindset and, and what advice you, you could share around that. Fantastic question. I, I, one of the best questions I've been asked. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, this is, man, I can go into so much depth with this answer right now. Um, and, um, I'm going to try to figure out the best way to make it, um, useful for, um, your listeners today. And I think, um, you know, for me, I was more fearful about what I would not gain opposed to what I would lose. You know, what, would I, how would I feel in 20, 30 years? looking back on my life if I didn't take the risk. You know, um, I was more fearful of that than actually failing. And I think, you know, as you go through being an entrepreneur, you have successes and you have failures. Every entrepreneur does, you know, no, and, and those, you know, failures can be, you know, different for everybody. But, you know, I started learning that the failures and my response to the failures really started shaping who I was and allowed me to know more about myself and allowed me to figure out areas of my life in which I could address personally, you know, um, not even business, but just my personal approach to certain things and how that would, um, you know, how how that would, you know, how I could grow from that, you know? And so I really, you know, put a lot of value on those lessons that we have in this world. But, you know, on, on the other hand, um, you know, I've been very close to death throughout my life. I've, um, I've, um, I've watched both my parents take their last breath in this world. I've been with my best friend the night that she passed away and a number of other things. And it really um, gives you a perspective of why do we live this life? You know, um, what, whenever we're passing, what do we want to look back upon in our lives and say, you know, I lived it my way or I followed suit with what someone else told me my life should be. And, um, and I honestly just had to, you know, if, if you break everything down of fear, you know, it can all just go, you can just layer it all back to the point whenever we, whenever we leave this world, you know, um, of, of, and not wanting to face that, but leaving this world is almost one of the most beautiful things that can ever happen because it's the, um, it's, 
the weaving of the physical and of the spiritual world, like coming together, manifesting at one time for us, you know, for us to transition into whatever it is next. And so for me, I didn't want to be afraid of that. I wanted to live my fullest life. So whenever I hit that moment and hopefully, you know, that's not for 60 more years, but whenever I hit that moment and do make this transition, then, um, you know, I am feeling as fulfilled as possible because I did it the way that I felt was appropriate to live my life and not within the construct of somebody else, you know, but at the same time, trying to be the best person as possible. Beautiful. Um, incredible, incredible advice and thinking and mindset and a hundred percent agree. I think it takes some people half their lives to figure out that they're just going through the motions. And, um, it's really important to me to try to get as many people as possible to really think about what they want their life to have meant and work backwards Mm -hmm. from there and take those Mm -hmm. actions every day. So Mm -hmm. I love everything that you just said. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's been super amazing catching up with you (laughs) and listening to all the different things that you have going on and coming back out of COVID and all the new things of education and redo it, you know, getting the expo going again. And, um, I'm sure having more, um, in-person experiences also with the cultivating spirits dinners and things. And so as we end our time together, is there anything else that you would want to share with our listeners? Yeah. You know, if I may, I want to kind of continue to spin off that last question that you had. Um, and this might be something you can resonate with a little bit as well, because I know you've done humanitarian work, um, you know, throughout this world. And, you know, I, I was, um, I was building Hispaniola health partners, which is our nonprofit where we opened up a clinic in Southeast Haiti. And when I was doing that work, you know, I was, I was around these people in Haiti and I just would see the conditions that they were living in and it was horrible conditions, but I also saw how happy and bright and just, um, beautiful these people were. And I was like, with our capitalistic mindset that we have in the United States, I was like, this doesn't make sense. These people have nothing. How could they be happy? Right. And that's when I really started learning from them about, we don't need all these things. You know, we don't, you know, we don't, you know, a lot of our stress comes from desires. And so I was like, all right, if I fail, I'm going to move to a third world country and live off the land and live in peace, you know, and, and thinking like that really allowed me to feel like I had nothing to lose because I was watching these people who I felt had nothing and they were, they were so happy. Obviously there's a lot of problems that exist within their health and, you know, food sourcing and water. I mean, these things, but at the, at the root of it, they're happy, beautiful people. And so I invite anyone who wants to open up their mind to, you know, go to an uncomfortable place, whether that's, you know, the senior center down the road or homeless shelters or another country and work with them and connect with those people and understand that there's so much more to life than, um, you know, having these possessions or, you know, needing access to resources in an abundant of ways. And so I just really, if you want to get a perspective on life, I really invite you to go and and do that and to help potentially dissolve some of these desires and fears to allow you to fully go after what you want to in your heart. Beautiful. You're a beautiful human being. And I thank you for your time today. I'm so proud to know you and um, so great to connect again. I know I said that like three times, but I do feel like, like we're on a screen, but it's so great to see you. (laughs) It's so great to see you, Wendy. And I really appreciate you providing platforms for um, inspirational knowledge for your listeners. I mean, um, it's, yeah, it's, um, we need more of that in this world and really appreciate you doing it. And it's wonderful to connect with you again. And um, yeah, I, I hope I can be back on the show whenever we come out with our masterclass series and how they can grow their relationship with cannabis. Absolutely. Can't wait to have
have you back. Um, awesome. Have an incredible weekend. And thank you so much again for your time. Absolutely. You too. Bless, bless. My challenge um, to you guys is to get educated on the cannabis industry. Um, and Phil is putting out some educational opportunities in the future. But in the meantime, there's so much out there that you can learn from um, and expand your mind and your mindset around um, the industry and the health benefits and, you know, learn to change that conventional thinking that you might have. Or if you're already open-minded, you know, um, just continue to find out more. And um, I personally um, do not use cannabis, but I highly support the industry and so so it was super exciting to speak to Phil today. I hope you enjoy this episode. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.